Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Elevate Coaching Podcast with myself, Laura Hayter. And today I have a very fabulous guest joining us, Kelly Jenkins. Now, I met Kelly back at Fierce Femmes Networking event earlier this year, I think it was in the summer, and I was just absolutely like inspired by Kelly's journey, all of the challenges she's overcome, the brand that she's built, the new business that she's now ventured into as well. And I really wanted to get Kelly onto this podcast because she's going to have a ton of value that she can offer to, to everyone, no matter what stage of your business or your career or idea you're at, you're going to have some value to take away from this. And honestly, when she was on that stage talking, I was like, yes, she is an absolute boss bitch. She is a badass. And the energy was just so infectious. The confidence from her, like I was in awe. So I'm honestly like so honored and flattered to have you here today, Kelly, because I know your schedule is like crazy as pretty much every new business owners is. And I really want to dive into the successes, the challenges, the hurdles that you've overcome, and also just talk about how you've been able to build a six-figure brand, because that's no no small feat, and I know that you've got a franchise, which is in Wales, and if I remember correctly, you're branching out into England as well, so I want us to talk about all of that, but I think for our listeners, it probably makes a lot of sense to actually start with who you are and what you're doing today in business. Fab. Okay, thank you so much, Laura. What an introduction. That's so kind. <laughs> um, I'm really, really excited to be here today. It's a privilege that you've asked me to come and join you because I love your podcast. So thank you for having me. Um, so yeah, I own Story Babies, the franchise group, which is a story and sensory baby development class. So we offer classes for babies and their caregivers from birth to 14 months. We really specialise in that first year of infancy. So we provide a safe and sort of nurturing space for babies and their new parents or caregivers to come and join us for 45 minutes of magical and immersive story and sensory fun. I absolutely love it. I'm so, so passionate about what we do. Um, I set the business up after I had my twins. So I'm a mum of um, twins. They're actually eight years old now. Uh, still keeping me as busy as ever though. My part-time job is taxi mum. I spend <laughs> a lot of time just running them around to their different social activities. Uh, so yeah, with the business where we are now is um, in, we've franchised. Uh, we franchised in 2020, and now we've got five units throughout South and West Wales um, offering our classes. So I've got some really amazing women who work with me, and they run their own Story Babies business. So they're provided with almost a blueprint of the success of the business and absolutely everything they need from the resources, the training, the support, the mentoring to be able to then go and run their own successful, flexible businesses in their own communities. So the day-to-day is quite busy, so supporting them, looking after, you know, the, the whole group. Um, and I also recently have launched a business coaching service. So 
I'm really, really passionate about supporting people and helping other entrepreneurs to accelerate their their growth and their careers and their mindset. Um, I've learned a lot over the years and now I'm just, I'm really happy to be in a position where I can offer that as a service to support others on a one-to-one basis and um, group and sort of group coaching as well. That's kind of where I am at the moment. And I know because I obviously know your you know your journey already. Um, I know creating a flexible business model for mothers in particular was something that was really important to you. So I can actually see how naturally that progression into business coaching has also happened for you because you're effectively doing a very similar thing outside of the outside of the franchise and um, actually I've, I probably jumped ahead a little bit more than I thought I was going to at this point in the the podcast but let's talk a little bit more about that because I know when you become a mother there were definitely some struggles that you faced in the workplace and from what I know of you that really inspired you to take action and start story babies yeah yeah that's right so before I had um my twins I worked in a corporate role I was really really career driven and um yeah really really career driven ambitious that's okay (laughs) just made me chuckle there when I could hear the little words (laughs) so yeah I um, was in my corporate role really ambitious really career driven loved 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 what I did and then when I had my twins and went back into the workplace um, everything just changed unfortunately um, I was not I wasn't able to get any sort of flexibility um, to be able to look after two demanding babies as they all are um, mm-hmm. you know the way that I wanted to so yeah there's definitely there's lots of challenges that I faced in the workplace as a mother and I think that that's not unusual either I think there's Mm -hmm. so much research out there that shows that so many working mums feel quite trapped in the workplace due to a lack of flexibility and that is definitely how I felt um but it got to a point where I didn't want to live my life like that anymore I was missing out so much on things with my children because I was in the workplace you know Mm -hmm. I I was I was so present in the workplace and not present at home because of the demands that you know were are, are placed on people who have who have got jobs, you know, um, and I just yeah I just got to a point where I just didn't want to live like that anymore, and I knew that I was missing out on these precious precious years with my babies, so I made the decision to set up my own business because I thought that is going to be the only way for me to find true flexibility and freedom Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so once I did that although I'm not sort of minimizing um how scary doing that doing something like that is leaving a very stable corporate role to set up on your own um, because it is risky and it is scary um but I can honestly say that it is you know the best thing that I've done in in my career by by a country mile, you know, yeah. um, because it really did allow me to to gain that flexibility and freedom that I just craved. I said to myself that when I set up my business, success for me will be to be able to do 
the school runs to take my children to school and pick them up from school at the end of the day, which when they first started school was a no-go for me. I barely knew their teacher. I didn't know any of the other parents in school when they were in nursery because it was always their grandfather that was doing the school runs. And that like that broke me because I, I, I wanted to be involved, yeah. you know. Um, and that was kind of after that year, that was then when I was like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. So now I'm able to do a school runs every day. And even though now it comes to it, I maybe moan a little bit when it's raining <laughs> and things like that. But, you know, I always come back to that sort of success criteria, I suppose, that I set out when I went self-employed, which is yeah. I will feel successful when I am here with these children doing the school run every day. And now, mm. yeah, that, that's what, what I'm doing. And I suppose the passion behind the franchise is to allow other women to do that as well because you know I know I'm not the only one who Mm -hmm. faces and has faced and will face those kind of struggles in the workplace and the franchise opportunity with Story Babies will offer other people other mums um and, and dads you know it just happens to be that we are our network currently is just females Mm -hmm. only um but yeah, often other people that opportunity to gain that flexibility that they might be craving as well. Yeah, and I love that whole story because it's so selfless, like your reasons for actually wanting to go self-employed and, and start the business. It was to find that better work-life balance so that you could be present with the children. And then also that passion coming through to help other parents have that same level of flexibility. And something that come through to me and I don't know if this is something that you would have done beforehand you probably would have um but what I done when I set my business up was actually like checking in with my values so what were the things that was like really important to me what did I want to achieve and how did I want to live so then how could I work my work around that type of lifestyle so before you actually set story babies up did you go through like any process like that yourself because I'm just thinking maybe if there's someone that's sat here listening now and they've got an idea but they don't quite know what to do with that idea like what was that process for you well for me it was um you know obviously financials are really important with a young family mm-hmm. um so I had to work out the minimum that I needed to earn um, every month to be able to live mm-hmm. essentially you know um, and so that was the first thing that I needed to do and I would definitely recommend that to anyone who's thinking about starting a business really map out your finances everything that's outgoing um, and work out what you need to actually come into the the business and map out sort of six to twelve months um, so that you can really you know get a good understanding of what you need to be achieving in those early months in order to be able to make your business and lifestyle sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, the priorities were earning a modest income to be able to cover the basics mm-hmm. and being able to be flexible. So I just wanted to work within the school hours um, and only in the school term times as well so that I could have the school holidays off with with my children. So, yeah, I would say that when you are starting a business, look, like you said, exactly like you said, Laura, look at what, you know, your priorities are, what your 
ideologies are for your business and and map it all out and then more importantly then how you're going to get there where that money is going to come from where those time schedules are going to come from can that fit with your ideal clients and customers um and yeah so i would i would definitely look to map something like that out before you go invest in any time or money into a business yeah i I like when i think back to when i first started my coaching business i really went through my outgoings of like a fine tooth comb and I slashed Mm. everything that I didn't need (laughs) so that I could be like super frugal and like I actually am still really frugal now it's a little bit of a joke sometimes like my friends or family call me super tight but I've done an Instagram post (laughs) last week actually but I've spent in the last 18 months £25,000 on my own self-development and like reinvested into myself and the business. So I'm like, it's not that I'm tight. It's just that I spend money on the things that's really important to me. But in that early stage, something that was so difficult for me and that really affected my ego was my car. And I'm not saying anyone, everyone needs to go and get rid of their car, but my car was £300 a month on finance. And I was like, well, if I want to keep the car, I probably need to get a job. Or do I really want the flexibility, get rid of the car, buy a secondhand car that has no finance on it? And I felt embarrassed for a little while. Like my ego was bruised. I was like my old identity. Because like you, I was in corporate. I had really good jobs. You know, I used to travel internationally in sales. So it was a part of my identity, like having a nice car. (laughs) And it sounds silly and super Yeah, but sometimes as well, it is like doing the things that scare you and that you feel like, is going to take a little bit of your identity away, if that makes sense, because you're creating a new one. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And I completely resonate with what you've just said, um, Law, because when I was in the corporate world, I did have a great senior role with a really good salary. And when I, that, yeah, exactly like you said, it really formed part of my identity, mm. my my career. Um, you know, it was it was just part of me and obviously all of the kind of outward things that that brought as well. And then when I made this decision to leave the corporate world and start from scratch in my baby class business, I felt so, what's the word? I wasn't embarrassed, but I was worried about what people's perceptions were going to be of me. You know, thinking, well, she, she had a really good job, didn't she? And now she's, you know, running some baby classes a couple of days a week and I was really worried about what that perception was going to be but now I know that was wrong to think like that you know what I did was a very brave and bold move and yes I I lost a lot of salary but my reasons for for doing so was that I could be a more present mother and nothing is more important to me than that you know and um, yeah. so I completely resonate with you when you say about that kind of change in identity um and that is what I've been doing over the last couple of years I suppose is is growing and and developing you know as we all do on our sort of entrepreneurial mm. journeys yeah and on the subject of identity then I know at the moment I'm personally 
in a phase that I know isn't going to last for too long because we're constantly growing and I'm definitely like I said to you just before we started recording in like the labor stage of growing like the coaching community Mm -hmm. so I know this comfortable zone I'm in at the moment where I feel super confident and secure isn't necessarily going to last for too much longer nothing lasts permanently but if I think back to four months ago I felt like I was having a massive identity crisis again inside the business it was like this next evolution of myself the development of my coaching program how I actually wanted that to look the people I wanted to serve and how I wanted to serve them so have you had and I'm sure you have and if you have what what struggles have you faced in terms of like growth and identity and I guess like fitting in and finding people that really resonate with who you are today and where you're going yeah okay yeah great question um I think that I definitely have struggled over the years with with my growth and my identity and you know even on this podcast when you were given that introduction and overview of me kind of made me feel a bit like she's talking about me you know Um, (laughs) excuse me um and I feel you know I definitely suffer with imposter syndrome um whereby I you know feel I can't believe that I've achieved what I've achieved so far and is someone gonna out me soon (laughs) to be like you know how could she have done this sort of thing you know is she really capable of of doing this um but I think that the key and I you know that comes down to self-confidence and self-esteem um and I think that the key to building yourself up is surrounding yourself with with great people Mm -hmm. um you know people who understand you and that can be friends and family but often it's really really great to surround yourself with fellow business owners um who are sort of riding the same storm (laughs) as you um you know you mentioned Fierce Farms earlier. It's this really great example of a community where you can go meet like-minded people um, and really, you know, allow yourself to grow and flourish in an authentic way with people who understand what you're going through and resonate mm-hmm. with with what you're going through. So I think that, for me, community is mm-hmm. key in finding those, those people that you want to surround yourself with. Yeah, and... Um... That ties in perfectly to having a coach or a mentor to support you through that transition because I know I would not be sat here feeling as confident as I do today and what I do if it wasn't for my coach because he has been like Mm -hmm. my sounding board, the person that I have cried to, the person that I have gone to when I've been super excited and the person that's given me a reality check when I've needed it and he's told me to pull my big girl pants up plenty of times when I needed that bit of like tough love so you know I can just see how you've moved into that coaching side of the business as well yeah definitely I think that within my story babies business the a lot of the work that I do with the franchisees who now run their story babies businesses in their own communities is coaching and mentoring because I have 
been where they've been. I've built my own story babies business from scratch and now I'm supporting them to do it. And, you know, just giving them that motivation, the encouragement, and sometimes you just need a bit of a pat on the back, don't you? And I think as, as you know, people who are self-employed, you know, we, we often don't get that unless you've got that mentor or coach in, in your life to do it. Um, yeah. And it's also as well about asking those tough questions too that perhaps you don't want to be asked, but that is going to help you to get to the, the answer of actually what you're looking to achieve mm. or do. So all of those those coaching um, elements are part of the, of the day-to-day of what I do at Story Babies. So yeah, it does sort of lead naturally into the, the coaching business that I'm running now. Um, I know from having a business coach myself that some of my biggest transformational periods have been when I was working with her because, mm-hmm. you know, you have got that accountability and it's not necessarily that they're, well, it's not at all that they're telling you how to run your business or, or what mm-hmm. you should be doing with your business, but they are there to question you, to hold you accountable, to motivate you, to uplift you. And like you said, listen to you when you need to cry, laugh, yeah. rant, whatever it might be. It's just having that sounding board. Um, and I really, really feel passionately that as an entrepreneur, having a, a coach or if a business coach is not accessible to you, um, finding a mentor someone that is a little bit more ahead in their journey than you who is perhaps willing to give you a little bit of their time um so that I I would say for any business owner to go and seek that person out yeah and like networking events I go to so many every month and Mm. I learn a ton from going to these networking events you meet different people at different stages and I often get asked like Laura where do I start with a lot of this like how could I achieve some of the things that you're achieving at the moment and I'm like you just have to push yourself out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. and find places like find the places where the people you're going to want to have the same conversations with are going to be and yeah that's definitely like a step in the right direction. And if I hadn't have gone to Fierce Femmes, I would never have, have met you and had this connection and been so inspired by like your whole journey. And like, we've only really touched the surface on a lot of the things that's happened throughout your career, because I know that in the initial stages of Story Babies, you faced some big challenges. And the way that you overcame those and just took those challenges in your stride. I was like, fuck yes, that's the energy you need when you face a challenge in business. And I guess put some context to people listening because I've got no idea what I'm on about right now. Do you want to tell us a little bit about some of those challenges that you did face that I guess give you some character building in business? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, we faced um, some issues in the early stages um, of Story Babies, whereby we used to be called Beaming Babies. Um, So I can't go into too much detail, but basically we made the decision to rebrand. And it was literally the best thing that, that we could have ever done, because by that point we had released our own books. We had all of our own illustrations of all these beautiful characters and children's animations. And I really wanted to bring those into our branding. Um, But we were kind of cruising along nicely under our old name of Beaming Babies. 
And then when we had to change it, you know, there was, and I suppose I had two options. One was just to panic, crumble, um, and kind of just not know what to do, or just to tackle the challenge head on, um, and just think logically about the benefits of, you know, making these changes to our business because it really was like a whole new birth for us. Mm. Um, it was kind of, it was like the new chapter where we brought all of the animations in from our our stories into our branding. We changed the name. Um, we made everything really consistent and bright and just beautiful. And yeah, it was a really, really, it was, you know, one of the, one of the, again, one of the best things that could happen to our business really. So I think that if you ever face a challenge, don't necessarily, or, you know, a hurdle, obstacle, whatever it might be in business, don't let it knock you down. Just, you know, talk to the people around you, look at your options, think outside the box, because more often than not, there's always a solution. Mm. And, you know, it's never, you know, rejection, it's always redirection. And just think about what you could do to make the best out of bad situation Mm, where do you think that resilience came from internally in yourself because a lot of people would crumble in that position but you just had Mm. this like fire inside of you that was like no I'm dealing with this and we're going to be a success we're not crumbling to this challenge that is put in front of us yeah um I think that you know, from a practical point of view, when you're running your own business um, and, you know, you've got household support, bills, you know, food, everything else, you kind of have to just get on with things. You you can't mm-hmm. let it go because that is your income to support your lifestyle, your children, your pets, your home, whatever it is that you're responsible for. Um, but I do think that, you know, resilience has been kind of inbuilt into me from a really young age so you'll know law from my talks uh, um fierce fans that i lost my parents when i was a child um which led me then to going to live with my nan and being brought up by her so obviously that was an incredibly difficult time um losing my parents at 12 so just so i was about to go into my teenage years um and i feel even then i kind of had the choice of you know it's crumble or, mm. or 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 fight you know um and I know that my life could have gone in a really different direction to what it has gone because I know how low I was obviously being mm. a child who has just lost their parents um but my nan you know she was just amazing and she still is she is the most resilient um you know positive woman ever you know you you know she's in hostel at the moment and she still every day when I'm in there she talks about her positive mindset and her determination she's 82 next month and she's always had that outlook I know she's she is amazing she's always had that outlook I feel like she's really ahead of her time um she always tells me positive attitude is everything it's all in the mindset and she attributes her um, you know, recovery to her positive mindset and her determination. And I think that she really instilled that in me from a young age. You know, it was, yes, we're all absolutely devastated, you know, by what's happened, you know, life-changing. 
Um, but we we have to keep going. You know, mm. we we have to get up every morning, and we we have to keep going. And it's okay to be sad, and it's okay to cry, and you, you know, it's okay to get extra support. You know, I had counselling and a lot of interventions through through school, and a lot of, a lot of support. You know, I was mm. really really lucky to be able to access all of that. Um, but you just have to hold on to the fact that there's always light to the end of the tunnel. Whatever mm. whatever comes your way you yeah. you can get through it surround yourself with the right people get the support that you that you can and yeah just remember there is always light to the end of the tunnel yeah and and you know what listening to you talk there not to try to like take this away from you and to make this about me but it just really got me to like reflect I'm I'm not sure how much you know of my journey with losing my baby through termination and the abuse and stuff that I went through but I always think back to myself, if I could get through that, which was the worst experience of my life, like I'm sure losing your parents, nothing can compare to that experience, but use that as your strength to continue going forward. And I was thinking, if I can get through that, there is nothing else in this life that I can't get through. Nothing will ever be as worse as that. So I'm always going to be okay. And that's, yeah. that's a little bit of like my mentality now, like shit could hit the fan, but I'm always going to be okay. Cause nothing's going to compare to what I went through at that point in my life. And something that also shines through to me about you is we can either choose to be a victim of our life or we can actually mm-hmm. choose to rewrite that story and take control and ownership and become empowered by the things that have happened instead of sitting in that oh everyone else is to blame my life is shit it's like shit things can happen to us for no reason but we can really use those things to our advantage and I always think to myself my baby's death is never in vain because she's the reason I'm here today like she's given me that strength I wouldn't be doing coaching I wouldn't be doing all of these other things if I hadn't have experienced that pain from her and yeah I guess for you do you do you resonate with that as well does that put like a fire in your belly yeah yeah it definitely does um I think you're amazing Law. I really do um and that does (laughs) that that does definitely resonate with me because I just think you know I've been through I've been through really shitty things Mm. and I know I'm always going to be okay. So nothing now is going to make me think that I'm not going to. If there's a hurdle in business or if I come up against a challenge, you know, that's just instilled in my mindset now. Nothing is going to bring me down for very long. And I also feel like I've developed coping mechanisms mm-hmm. as well so that when, you know, the shit does hit the fan, you know, I've got ways and means to cope and deal with things that are going on that allow me to kind of keep a steady head and a, you know a steady mind to be able to to tackle things you know mm. like for for example um when my nan went into hostel recently really really knocked me um because we're you know obviously really close she brought me up from yeah. when I was 12 years old so she's been everything to me and so I even though I'd only quite recently launched my coaching business, I made the decision to take myself away from it um, for a little while so that I could just really focus on supporting my nan and also 
trying to basically not be upset because I was so upset about my mom being in hospital. And, you know, I think that it would be really easy to try and keep on pushing the coaching business because I could have thought, well, I've only just started this. I don't want to go off people's radars straight away. It's only been a couple of weeks. Um, but I felt strong enough and empowered enough to know it's okay for me to take this time. It's okay for me to take a couple of weeks away from this business while I support my family and my mindset and that business, that side mm-hmm. of my business is going to be there when I'm ready to, to go back to it. So I think this kind of arming yourself with, with tools mm-hmm. and empowerment, like you've mentioned to, to know how is best for you to personally deal with your challenges Mm. and setbacks and that comes from learning and experience you know asked me that a couple of years ago and I would have probably said no way I'll just stay up late in the night and just churn something out just to be there you know on socials but now I know just it's okay just step away for a little bit and that's exactly what I was going to say next is that a few years ago for me the tools that I use now I wouldn't have had them a few years ago. My coping strategies would have been completely different. And this yeah. is a journey. There is no... Oh, something that frustrates me in the world of coaching is like these quick fix, like 90-day programs, make 10K in, you know, a month in, in 90 days. And this isn't a 90... Like coaching... Sorry, not coaching necessarily. Your business isn't a 90 day strategy it's something well for me and I'm sure the same is for you like I would like my coaching business to be around in 50 60 70 80 100 years I want it to be here long past you know I'm here Mm -hmm. and that's the mentality that I really think if you want a successful business that can that can go through the peaks and the troughs (coughs) have that mentality so be easy on yourself because it's not a quick journey just like no right yeah i liken it to like you know a health and fitness journey for my clients like we don't need to do something by a set date what's the rush this is the last time you're going to be going on this health and fitness journey do it properly and i think the same can apply to business as well is there's no rush and also you're set a great example for anyone wanting to work with you or your existing clients already that it's actually okay to honor yourself and look after your needs. Like we don't live to work. We work to live. Um, yeah. And I think that also comes with understanding your values and what's important to you as a person, which changes over time. Like for some people listening, prioritizing work might be, what they really need to do and they might be able to do that because they don't have family and they don't have commitments and that's that's okay um so I've gone off on a little bit of a of a tangent there but I did want to sort of like loop back into what are some of the coping strategies that you use yeah so um I have recently discovered walking yeah. and I know that's gonna sound really basic to a lot of people um but in sort of the last 12 months um I really really kind of found such peace and contentment with being in the fresh air 
taking some time out to go for a walk and I do that every day now um and if I haven't done it then I feel really like oh like I'm cooped up and I need to go out and get that that time it's it's just so good for my mindset to be in that fresh air moving my body so that is definitely one of the things that I do um I'm also a coping strategy of mine is that I'm always really open and honest with my team. Um, so the team at Story Babies, you know, if I've got something going on, uh, you know, personally, and it's going to mean that I'm not contactable for a day or so or for a week, whatever, whatever it might be, they'll be informed and just giving them that really open transparent mm. communication you know allows me to set boundaries and um you know it allows them to know when something's going on for me and perhaps I may not be able to be as available as I normally am um and so that's the team are really amazing as well at kind of supporting that they're the most supportive network ever they've been amazing over the last couple of weeks particularly and so I think that just being open and transparent with the people around you you don't have to put on a front you know you mm. don't have to pretend like everything is okay because we're all human we've all got personal lives and everything is not going to be hunky-dory for 365 days a year so when you know you have got things going on telling the people around you it's, it's going to be so much better for your mindset and for them, if they know, yeah. because they're not going to be expecting the usual kind of service that they, or, you know, communication that they get from you. And it removes that pressure off you as well, because it can be so easy to feel like you have to be available 24 mm -hmm. seven um, and you don't and you shouldn't be. So, yeah, communication's definitely been something that I think is really important. And... Um, yeah, I think that, you know, I've been working on um, my spiritual journey as well, um, you know, in the last sort of couple of years. And so, you know, I've been learning about, you know, meditation, um, EFT mm -hmm. and, yeah, other kind of, you know, positive affirmations, journaling, gratitude. I've been learning a lot about that kind of sphere. And I think that that is a really, really useful coping mechanism yeah. as well. yeah. I completely agree with everything you said there. I think on the topic of communication, what I really love is that you're setting an example to everyone that you work with as well, that like, hey, it's okay for us to express what we need and it creates that two-way open dynamic, I think, where then people can come to you. And I think that's always something that's, so important like I'm sure you know it's with your children like you set the example to them so by you putting boundaries in place with everyone that you work with it shows them actually like it's okay for you to also do the same thing and I'm going to respect you back in return like you've got my back I've got yours and it creates a really lovely supportive environment which is probably down to like the success of of your franchise and, and the brand and um, and then on the topic of like spirituality the meditation mindfulness gratitude practice like oh, for me doing those things it's like my baseline's gone from here to here and when I don't mm. do those things and my baseline comes down to here I'm like oh my god what's wrong I don't feel right and then I look and I'm like oh 
Well, I haven't been journaling, so it's no surprise that I'm not feeling as good. Oh, just knocked my table over. <laughs> it's no surprise I'm not feeling as good as I would normally because my baseline's lowered. So I don't know if, if you notice this as well, but when you're not consistent with those things, also when you are consistent with those things, it's not like this whole, oh my God, I feel absolutely incredible. But it's like over time, you're like, oh, I feel good. And it's like this yeah. consistent, stable, feeling good, not um, this huge, like euphoric up and down. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It's kind of like, um, it's, it's supposed to be a compound effect for me. You kind of do it once and then you do it twice and it just keeps on building and building and building until you're sort of on that nice kind of consistent buzz, I suppose. And yeah. just you know, feeling that you feel like you're in a high energy um, and in turn then you can project that out onto those around you as well. It's not like you said, like you can, you journal one morning and do some um, EFT and then you're up there, you know, it's just building, building, building to keep you consistent and keep that positive, you know, healthy mindset and outlook Yeah. on absolutely. life. Yeah, so I, I do I completely agree. Yeah, like, got to look after, if you're a business owner, you've got to look after your mind first and, and foremost, because mm -hmm. if this isn't in the right place, your actions, your choices, mm -hmm. they're not going to be in alignment with with what you really want. No, yeah. No, you're so, right, yeah, keeping that. So I wanted to ask, Kelly, um, now, if someone is listening and they're like right i want to do my own thing i want flexibility i'm so inspired by everything kelly has shared with us today that's absolutely what i want in my life that level of flexibility but they don't have an idea right now where can that person start okay so i think that when you set up a business it has to be something that you're passionate about because it, it's not an easy journey mm -hmm. and particularly in the early stages as well where you may not make a lot of money you know you may even make a loss when you're you know building your business up um, and when you face those challenges it has got to be something that you feel deeply passionate about because otherwise those challenges could overcome you unless mm -hmm. you really feel it in your heart feel it in your tummy that fire that passion um you know, the rest of the journey will be quite difficult, I would I would say. So I think that if you're looking for an idea, then you really need to look at, you know, what you're passionate about, what you're good at, what you can bring to the world that is going to bring other people value, whether that's service or product, you know, mm -hmm. events, what, whatever, it, whatever it is. Think about what you love doing. Like when you, you know, think about your dream life, what are you doing? What time do you wake up in the morning? You know, where do you go then? Where do you have to work? Who are you working with? And build up that picture. I suppose it's kind of build up that vision of what your North Star is. So what is your, what's your ideal life? And then work backwards. So how, how are you going to, if I, I, if I say I want to work at home, okay, so you've already narrowed it down then that your service or product needs to be able to be delivered from your home. Okay, so, what could you do then? What do you love? You know, what are you good at that you could do from home and, mm. and bring to the, the rest of the world? So 
yeah, good, great question. Um, and I just think it's, you know, looking inwards, what are you passionate about? What do you love? What's going to keep, what's going to keep you going when the times get hard? Because, you know, if you say, I want to, I don't know, make paper cups, let's say, I want to manufacture paper cups and sell them. Well, if you're not incredibly passionate about paper cups, when the going gets tough and you face no challenges and who does, is the delivery of paper cups going to be enough mm. to keep you going through through all of those? Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, completely. I um exactly pretty much what I done when I first figured out I wanted to do coaching, but I didn't realize I was really doing it that intentionally at the time, and um, because I've been journaling for like the last five years now, and I've I've still kept the journal um it's this little pink journal and I remember I was going through therapy and I was doing all of these things and I just started brainstorming things I was passionate about which was fitness well-being and then I just kept writing and I, I just want everyone to know like the power of writing this stuff down is incredible mm. like I look at that journal now and I'm like oh my god I had no idea that I was actually mapping out the coaching business and community that I have now. And I just think when you write stuff down, it really solidifies it. And I actually heard someone share a quote the other day. Don't know how true this is, but it sounded great. And I like believing it. So it makes me feel good. If you write something down, you have an 80% chance of actually achieving it, which I thought was insane. So I probably need to fact find that out, but. <laughs> I have actually heard that fact as well. Oh, good, okay. Um, so yeah, it, it's definitely somewhere. It, it's you know I don't know where or who said it or what research is based on, but I have definitely heard that as well, and I love it. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, that's true. You yeah. know, because it makes me feel good when I write down my my goals and you know make my vision boards and things like that. Yeah. You know, the when it's on paper, it's so much more likely to happen. Yeah, because I'm you've like... written it down, you've committed. It's it's the first step, I suppose, in your mindset commitment um, to actually making that happen because you've got to look at a piece of paper, you know, and and that's your reminder then to keep on taking those steps to move you towards that. Yeah, and I had this conversation with my clients on the weekend, actually, um, because what we're actually doing as well is like creating the neural pathways in our brain so that we mm. start to look for those opportunities subconsciously and yeah. we're putting it out there into the world like hey universe this is what I want and without getting like too airy fairy I think you'll totally resonate with this though is like all of these tools if you think they're going to work they're going to work if you think they're yeah. not going to work they're not going to work and my perception is well, I'm the one that's winning here because I'm believing in all of these airy fairy tools and I'm seeing the results and I'm super happy. So who's, yeah. who's the real winner? <laughs> exactly. I completely, 100% agree with you. Like when I first discovered the law of attraction yeah. and I was like, wow, this sounds amazing, you know, um, and I spoke to other people about it and they were like, what a load of rubbish. Like, how can you actually believe in stuff like that? But my answer always is, 
it doesn't matter to me whether the magic is real or not mm-hmm. because it's all about the mindset that it gives you yeah. and you're putting out there you know to the universe your mindset is saying this is what I want to achieve I'm going to achieve it I can't wait until I achieve this yeah. and that's a very different mindset to someone who is saying, well, that's that's an absolute load of rubbish. So my answer to that is always, it doesn't matter to me whether it's real or not, because so, it, it transforms my mindset and it helps me to achieve what I want to achieve. Same. Like I, so a few months ago, I started to write a future gratitude list and yeah. I write it as if it's happened already. And literally everything on that list come true. And I will just, so I wake up every morning, I journal, I write my dreams down, I just like to do that. And then I will do a visualization, but as I'm journaling, so I'm writing these things down as if it's happened, I'm grinning, I'm feeling the sensations in my body. And then I looked at my journal one day, I was like, fuck, I've got to write a new gratitude list because this has all happened. And like, now I'm on my next future gratitude list. But I was like, that's so powerful that's reinforced to me what I'm doing what I'm working towards every day Mm -hmm. I start the day with pure excitement as if I have everything that I'm working towards and yeah it's a fucking great feeling so like why not do the things that make you feel good because you just draw more of those good feeling things towards you (laughs) yeah you're totally right and you know, I got an example of that. I created a vision board a couple of years ago and I put the Story Babies logo on there and I wrote in our branded writing underneath um, award-winning national franchise group. And at the time, we weren't, you yeah. know. And then uh, literally the year, a year later, we had franchises throughout South and West Wales and at that point we'd won three awards. So... I'm not saying that that happened because I put that on my vision board, but by putting that on my vision board, that was staring me in the face when I was working. And so naturally I was seeking out those opportunities. For example, entering the awards, putting my all into the application process. Um, You know, one of them was like a voted for awards with the What's On For Kids um, activity board. So putting like a real effort into getting our customers mm. to actually vote for us that we could that we could win um and obviously you know putting my all into the marketing to attract the right people into the franchise to become franchise owners with me and so it is all about the hard work and the process yeah. that you go through but having that anchor that goal and believing that it's going to happen and seeing it even on paper if you do create a vision board definitely spurs you on to take that inspired action I just love it I think it's an amazing way of thinking yeah a hundred percent it's like it's not just the writing it down it's like you say it's like you have to then take action on what you're doing Mm. but you're putting your mindset your energy your body in the place to want to take that action such a powerful tool and I love that you also had like similar examples to how writing that down has come to fruition for you because I just love all of this stuff I get so excited (laughs) (laughs) oh but Kelly before we sort of like wrap things up today I would really love to 
let everyone know sort of like the types of people that you work with and how you help them in business. So if someone is like, hmm, really intrigued by today's conversation, how can I reach out? What does Kelly do? Can we give them a little bit of uh, info and all of that? Yeah, of course. So the best way to um, reach me would be on Instagram, which is kellyjenkins.businesscoach. And I'm always on DM. So the best way to contact me is, is drop me a, a DM. Um, but the, the people I work with are mainly female entrepreneurs who are either new startups or running small to medium enterprises. So I'm able to, you know, offer one-to-one coaching. Um, I'm also running workshops as well, business-related workshops. And I do, well, I am going to be releasing soon my first in-person business event. Um, and I'm super, super, super excited. I can't say um, the details this morning yet. I wish I could, but it's not quite finalised. Um, but if you just follow me on Instagram, then you'll get to find out those those details soon. Um, yeah, so if you've got any sort of, you know, if you want to use me as a sounding board, um, you know, I offer one-off sessions where we can just problem shoot within your your business um or then I offer packages as well which is more sort of short um to medium to long term coaching which you know to give you that accountability and and motivation and help you with any sort of transformations within your business that you want to achieve love that I did um see your in-person business event on stories as well I think I voted on the little box I was like oh I'm interested in what this is gonna be so I can't wait for the details <laughs> yeah I'm so excited <laughs> yeah yeah it sounds like it's all happening for you right now um and I love to just see how you turned your struggles into that fire that motivates mm. you, that pushes you forward. You don't sit in that victim mindset. You're empowered. You're fucking incredible and inspirational. Like everything that you've achieved, I just think is absolutely phenomenal. Um, and just knowing you on a little bit more of a personal level as well, Kelly, like I'm honestly just so in love with this connection and so grateful that we actually got the opportunity to meet because when you was up there talking I know I've said this so much but honestly I was with Rosie at the time and we were both like oh my god this woman is insane so I just want to reaffirm that to you because like you said in this call as coaches we don't often get that feedback and it can be hard when we're supporting and holding space for everyone but we're still human as well and yeah. we still have the same struggles and the same challenges and that internal conflict. So I just wanted to reaffirm that to you and let you know how incredible you are. I'm so excited to continue following your journey, seeing where the coaching business goes, where Story Baby goes as well. So thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to join us. I will make sure that all of the, in the show notes, we've got links to your Instagram um if you if you've got any resources anything like that coming up I can pop them in there I don't know if you've got anything that you want to share today yeah I, I can um provide a free resource which is going to have five actionable um steps to implement into your business to see improvements straight away Love so that. um yes basically a little workbook and there'll be five small strategies in there and you'll be able to download that and implement it into your business. I hope that it will 
help um, some of my fellow business owners with their journeys. Love that. So I'll make sure that's linked in the show notes as well. Story Babies, Kelly's business coaching um, platform. And, you know, if you have felt inspired, if you just want to share any comments with us, like, please do drop Kelly and I a message like we're both always in our dms we always reply to everyone it means so much to us to hear that feedback because both of us do put our soul into the work that we do so we would love to hear from you also please make sure that you are subscribed to the channel you like you follow whatever platform it is you're listening on to this and, and rate it as well this all really helps with us just being able to spread the word of the awesome work that we're doing the incredible women and some men actually we've had some more male guests on the on the podcast recently but just the incredible people that we're able to bring onto the channel it really does help us just spread that word and let everyone know what we're doing so thank you everyone for tuning in to today's episode and i will speak to you all soon